everybody, we are back spilling the tea. This episode is part one of a two-part series on relationships. So put your feet up and relax with us at the Kitchen Island. And we are back at the Kitchen Island, and we, uh, let's see, it's Vanita. BJ. Hey. Cheryl. Yay, the gang's all here. Hello, everyone. Hey. Hey, we're a little slow today. Hello, Hello. everybody. Hello. <laughs> we ate lunch first. Yeah. Yeah. That was pretty good Chinese, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Thank was, you. You're welcome. You treat us so good. Yeah, spoiled. You guys are spoiled. Yes, Thanks <laughs> to you. Yeah. <laughs> it's nothing wrong with spoiling somebody. Mm-hmm. Spoiled and loving it. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Everybody's okay? Yeah. All right. Staying safe. Staying safe and healthy? Yes. Cheryl and Faye are still working? Yes, yes. we're working hard for the money. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Beverly and I are still working at home. Um, yes. <laughs> retired, but not retired. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I'm glad to see you guys today, and we're not going to spend a lot of time on a little chit-chat here. We're going to just dive right in, and today we're going to be discussing different kinds of relationships to include romantic, um, friendships between men and women, um, business associates, partners, and then we're going to also talk a little bit about are people fans or followers? Mm. Yeah, I think that kind of was something Beverly was talking about earlier, Mm -hmm. but um, I kind of, you know, I like to do a little bit of research and I did a definition on what relationship or relationships is, and there's of course different um, definitions, but the one that we're going to be focusing on today as far as relationships is The way in which two or more people or groups regard and behave toward each other that equates to a relationship. Okay. You guys guys hear that? Say that again. I'll say that again. Okay. (laughs) The way in which two or more people or groups regard and behave toward each other that equates to a relationship. Okay. All right. So, in saying that, um, Beverly, you can start us out. Oh, I think I have a pretty good question to start us out. Okay. Just think about this. What is the most important aspect of a relationship for you? Okay. Hmm. I, I can go first. I can say the first thing that pops in my mind is honesty. Mm-hmm. That is an important aspect in order to maintain, for me, a relationship is honesty. If I can trust you, mm-hmm. then that's the first step for me. I feel like after that, things will fall in. You have to start working on certain things, but honesty, and maybe I hope I'm answering that correctly. That's funny because my first thought was trust. <laughs> yeah, and those words kind of go together. Yeah. Yes. yeah. I thought about trust. You gotta be able to trust that person. Mm-hmm. Um, that you know they won't do you any harm intentionally because mm-hmm. we're all human. Right. Uh, they won't intentionally do you harm, and they're not intentionally trying to sabotage you in any way. But you know, I just want to make sure you have a trusting relationship. I don't care what that might be, whether it's husband, wife, whether it's uh, 
daughter, mother, whether it's best friend, the best friend. Uh, you just want to have a trusting relationship, co-worker to co-worker. Yeah. Yes, right. yes. Trust and honesty is very important. Yes. I, I, in my opinion, I don't see how you can have a relationship with someone if they can't be trusted and they're not honest. Right. That's like the foundation of relationship. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you don't want to be on edge with someone because you don't trust them and you got to look behind your back or watch everything. Look over your shoulder and yeah. you're not believing, you don't know if you should believe what they're saying or mm-hmm. how they're acting. I mean, that's too much work already and a relationship is work. So right. then you're going to add an extra load like overtime? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I don't know about you, but sometimes I categorize my friends, um, put them in different spaces because some of them can handle certain things that I need to talk about with them. And some of them can handle other things that I need to talk about. So, but one, I don't have one person that can handle everything that I need to share. Gotcha. I'm with Cheryl. So, so that's, that's kind of how you put the trust category. It's not that you can trust certain people with certain information. Yes. And others, it's not that you can't trust them with it. They may not be able to handle it. Yes. I see what you're saying. I think we talked about that, um, Last week or something, Cheryl. Yeah, yeah. yeah. kind of categorized like that. Mm-hmm. And it is. You know mm-hmm. who you can share the heaviest things That's with, true. and who you probably shouldn't because they already got gonna... they already got so- suitcases on their back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. Or sometimes people are so concerned about you and consumed with what you've shared with them Mm -hmm. that they inadvertently share it with others. Not because they want to go and tell somebody. Now, we got those kind, too. They want to be, oh, I can't wait wait to to tell them about her mishap. But then other people are so concerned, they want to get somebody's opinion to help you, but they don't realize they just put your Your business business in the street. So you do have to That's true, Beverly. I mean, a lot of people are just consumed once you drop it on. Now, I drop my stuff on you all all the time. Yeah, we know. But I know you out there. And it makes me feel so much better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you drop yeah. like hot. Yeah, drop it like a hot. Thank you. I'm bringing right. <laughs> But you also want that those people in your life to be able to pray with you as well. Exactly. You know, and pray for you, even when you're not, when you can't pray for yes. yourself. You know what yes. I'm saying? Because you may be at a point to where. You can go, you're going through something to where you can have a bunch of friends just be in there just to be there, to just say, mm-hmm. just holding space mm-hmm. yeah. and waiting on you to have a problem in your marriage. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So you, yeah, so. I'm going through. And they want, instead of them encouraging you, they, well, I'm, I'll leave and, you know? <laughs> <laughs> You know, you're right. Yeah. You're because, right because they're home messed up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, so you don't want let's, let's pray about it. Let's yeah. let's talk about it. And know? sometimes, like you were saying, Beverly, that you'll you'll have something and you'll drop it on someone. You don't necessarily want them to turn around and, and start dropping on you too. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not when it's when you're dropping something on somebody to get help or to get consoled. Or counseled. Or just event. Or yeah. just event. Yeah. You're yeah. not doing it. So, okay, now she'll turn. Yeah. Although right. you have said Although that to I me. I've been guilty. Yeah. <laughs> Although I you'll feel like I've overloaded, especially Benita, if I've overloaded her, then I said, wait a minute. Right. It's your turn now. I can take whatever you need to drop on me. Because mm-hmm. I know I've overloaded her. Right. You know, but that's what a good friend can kind of do. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 Sometimes you just want to 
want that person to listen. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Say you, anything. Say anything. Just listen. listen. You just that need to be. I don't want to. You tell me. I can ask your turn. No. My turn. Oh, no. 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 You just want. I just want listening ear. But I guess yeah. I feel you know? guilty sometimes if I've overloaded either one of them. So then I'll say, okay, it's your turn. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so we talked about. Trusting and honesty kind of coexisting with each other yes. in a relationship. Yes. And one other thing that I have to have in a relationship is respect. Yeah. Oh, God. We talk about that all the time, but yeah. that R E S P E C T is oh, important. We're going to sing some Aretha. Yeah, Riri is. Did you spell it right just now? R E S P E C T. She did. She did. Y'all yes. know that movie comes out in December. Yes. Oh, with Jennifer Hudson. I'm so excited. It. Yes. Okay, let me let's not get off okay. track cuz I will. <laughs> um, but respect is really important because then I can trust you. You're honest with me, but I also know that you're not going to try to throw me under the bus in front of right. our friends, mm-hmm. my friends. And that can go in a business relationship mm-hmm. especially. I bet Cheryl can speak to that. But you don't want anybody that doesn't respect you. Not at all. Because then they just don't have the right attitude toward you or for you. And not just respect you as a whole, but respect um, your your beliefs or your ideas Mm -hmm. or who you are. Take me for who I am. Exactly. Take me for who I am. And that's sometimes so difficult when you're in corporate America because... Everybody don't want to really know who you really are. They just want you to fit into their culture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You just fit so, in. You just do this. Well, All yes. the work is on you. Yes. And none. Yes. So, but yeah. Uh, and I have friends and then I have associates. So, it's everybody is just not like your friend where you can talk to them about everything. But right. you have some that are just your associates mm-hmm. that you uh, make sure that you have trust and honesty with. And then that you have respect for. And mm-hmm. that's mostly, you know, people at work. Mm-hmm. Well, Faye, did you give us anything? I think I did. She did. She said, I think I did. <laughs> Faye is our beloved, innocent child here. Oh, don't say that. <laughs> and I love what Faye brought into the conversation, and that's prayer. That that's a good aspect for anybody to have in a relationship that one, they. They pray with you, for you, and you do the same. So it's kind of a exchange or stay prayerful in some situations. And it'll get you through some awkward situations, too. Right, right. Well, I got a different question if I can. Go for it. All right. So I want to know this because you all, everybody at the table is married or everybody at the kitchen island is married. And so this will go for singles and marriage. What do you do to keep or... Keep your relationship with your husband or significant other exciting. Mm. I want to know what you all do. Mm. I know you can't tell crickets. Me all. I hear crickets. No, but just some suggestions for the <laughs> listeners. What can we do to keep our relationships exciting, especially now with COVID? Yeah. Well, I'll start out uh, again. Um, well, you said during COVID and exciting. Well, we've come up with different things that we do around the house now together. Games, whether it's games or cooking or even straightening up and cleaning and stuff. 
Um, we've also had a lot of in-depth conversations that we normally don't get to have, especially with things that are going on in the world with COVID and Black Lives Matter movement mm-hmm. and all those different things. So last night, for instance, we played Connect Four on our big jumbo Connect Four game. And that was so much fun. And it's just the two of us that mm-hmm. are here. And so afterwards, I said, so did you enjoy it? He's like, oh, yeah. Of course, he won. But he's like, oh, yeah. It was something different to do, something fun. Right. So we just try to, you know, keep things light, not mm-hmm. too serious. Because mm-hmm. right now we're living in a crazy, serious world where mm-hmm. things are just out of control, mm-hmm. out of our control. And so that's kind of how we right now at present are keeping things fun and exciting. Nice. <laughs> Crickets. But you quiet over there. What about you? Well, I'd say don't stop dating your husband. Don't stop during COVID. During COVID. Don't stop dating. You know what I'm saying? Because you're you're we can get so comfortable in marriage to where we say, okay, I'm married. Mm-hmm. True. You know, but I think you should never stop dating. I think you should never stop playing. You know, you can have pillow fights. Me and Reggie have pillow fights sometimes. Oh, Lord, have mercy. You know, we keep it fun. I mean, because it's that's fun. That's a good idea. Yeah. We, you know, and I think that's who fun. wins. You know, who wins me. <laughs> <laughs> so you win. Yeah. So I think you should always keep your marriage fun. You know. um we do stuff like that, you know, sit in the bed, tell jokes, you know, just keep it fun. So don't keep, don't get so, I don't think you should get so serious to to where you're so caught up on, you know, uh, the, you know, the nature of just being married, you know, mm-hmm. I think you should keep, you know, your relationship, you know, fun. Fun. Yeah. I like that. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll say we started, well, we talk like Faye said. We haven't, or like Benita said. Now we get some alone time when we walk. Mm-hmm. And so we do have more serious conversations mm-hmm. or I think it's bringing us closer in terms of just that relationship intimacy because we've been so busy with our family and with the church and with COVID that we haven't really just talked. Mm-hmm. together so when we walk in the mornings we talk mm-hmm. and so that's been very beneficial for me because I was th- feeling like oh my husband is just out here helping other people doing stuff for the church and right. then he comes in he's got his fraternity conference calls and you know he's not talking to me and then it's like he eats and then he wants to go do another conference call or this and that so that's our time together so I've become I've kind of I don't know if it's exciting, but it it makes me feel good. Yeah. And then when we're in the kitchen, he's very playful. So, you know, he'll walk by, and if my mom's in the kitchen and my grandson, he'll just walk by and rub my behind where nobody can see it. So Nasty Bill. <laughs> but, you know, it's just the little things that uh, make you feel good. And, yeah, that's cute. You know, just the little things. And mm-hmm. so... We get, and he brings me coffee in the morning. So that's another way that it keeps it exciting. And, yeah. and then I try to do fun things or say things to him that'll make him laugh. But he's the better comedian, even though he's corny. <laughs> but he's the better comedian. But So that's what we do. 
<laughs> hang out together, um, and talk. And have a glass of wine every now and then. Sit on the back porch mm-hmm. and have a glass of wine. That's and nice. listen to old school music. And mm-hmm. that's fun. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. It's all my turn, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you don't have to. You don't have anything to say. Back. They're yeah, not said, saying the real deal. You guys said all of the same things. Like, we, we spend more time talking to each other. We walk together. Um, we play games together. We love streaming, uh, finding a show and just, you know, binge watching Mm -hmm. the entire show together. We love doing that. Um, some other things, uh, we like cooking together. We'll get in the kitchen and cook. Yes, I'm the sous chef. He's the chef. Trust and believe I'm not leading the cooking episode. That's him. Uh, we drink the great wine together. A couple of things we thought about doing since, you know, he and I can work from anywhere is renting a beach house, um, like on the coast and just mm-hmm. going nice. somewhere and, and actually working from the beach house, mm-hmm. you know, uh, just to get a different type of scenery since it's, you know, we'll be in the house all day together. Yes. Um, and, and we also like playing golf together. So we're going to go and do some golfing this Friday together. Awesome. So we, we try to do fun things. And I love surprises. So he tried to find ways to surprise me. And I always try to find ways to surprise him. Awesome. And we try to keep it still flaming, you know, mm-hmm. in the bedroom. So you can't yeah. forget about that. No. Uh, my husband and I just realized that we've been together most of our lives. So we've been married for, what, 20 eight years now wow. and um and we're just what he just turned 54 today mm. so we're like wow we've been together most of our adult life most of our life wow. so once you get to that level you know you kind of start finishing each other's sentences mm. and everything right. so you gotta find yes. different stuff to keep it fresh that's true that's true why are you holding your head for me I'm just listening. I'm trying to be a good listener, y'all. It's like something's in your mind. And I, that, I mean, there's always stuff. I mean, I could, you know, I can identify with the things that you're saying. And during this COVID, I, COVID, I think that a lot of relationships, whether it's between husband and wife or friends or mm-hmm. even coworkers, there's a different level of how you communicate and get along because mm-hmm. you're kind of forced into this um non-traditional way mm-hmm. of of being around each other or communicating mm-hmm. and so like beverly said now she looks forward to those walks well just think about it. there was no covid mm-hmm. right. both our husbands would be at the church 24 7 mm-hmm. you know uh, yeah. but you know and then reggie being recently retired right. if he wasn't you know he'd be gone and right. you know that's true and james would be gone so or i would be Traveling, yeah, work, and it's funny because we work in you know in the same house, and he works in one room, I work in another room. We come out together with our laptops and make breakfast together, Mm -hmm. and go back to our offices and come back out and have lunch together, and then take our laptops back to our offices, and then in the evening we have our glass of wine and start cooking dinner together. Right, uh, we find ways to just you know make the best of the situation. Right, right, that's awesome. That's true. Yeah. Well, I have another question. Okay. How do you balance blended family relationships? I'm going to tell you right now, Faye, I am not an expert on that because I I have not done that. That's not a way of my, a way that I've had to live, but I'm Mm. sure 
Beverly, <laughs> who is part of a blended family, yeah. can help you out on that. I will say this, that I've heard or witnessed um, families sometimes struggling, right. um, trying to blend. And then there are other families, it just, it's just like second, I mean, it just... It just happens, and it right. and there's no difference, right? You know, mm-hmm. it's um it's different, but I think the key to it is you have to be open to new experiences and new people. Um, our family, my husband's family, my family are blending pretty well. Okay. Uh, but the dynamics, you know, he was raised a lot differently than the way I was raised, but we have the same values, so it helps. But even in our household, like now it's my mom, she's 96, she's sitting here. Yes. And then we have our 13-year-old grandson. That's not how we started out. We started out as two people dating, two people loving each other and getting married. And then life threw us different things. So my mom came and then our grandson, who's 13, came. So you do have to mesh those. And so it's a give and take. Like, my mom is old school, so everything is like, well, back in the day, we wouldn't have kids doing this, or you wouldn't do that. But then she's like, well, I better make an adjustment because now I'm in the 21st century. So that's good. That's helpful. So then I have to explain to my grandson, okay, this is an older person. She doesn't want to hear you at midnight squealing because you're in a game. (laughs) She's going to make her think something is wrong or Mm -hmm. you're hurting and she's going to jump up and try to help you and it's just you having a good time. So (laughs) we kind of balance it out. Um, And then when you have rough patches, I always pray this prayer at dinner uh, when I get... We all take turns, but when I say the prayer, I say, Father, help us to see each other the way you see us mm-hmm. and help us to love each other the way you love us. Ah, so then that's if a great there's prayer. any difference yeah, yeah. or any problem, mm-hmm. I pray that that gets to each person mm-hmm. and we kind of go from there. So okay. I, that's, that's yeah. my way of blending a family. You just mm-hmm. got to be open and then go with the flow. Just... I think it's so many positives in that because you got three different generations in your household yes. and you can glean from each other because uh, just sitting and probably listening to your mom's stories are awesome. You know, uh, John Lewis, who just recently passed, mm-hmm. uh, we were reading some of his uh, book. I had gotten a book for my husband uh, as a surprise once again. I saw something that he wanted, just ordered it. But just listening to the history you know, of somebody's life, it's like, mm-hmm. wow, mm-hmm. you know, it's great to share that information, and I'm pretty sure she's gleaning some new stuff from the new generation from <laughs> Lil yes. Ezra, yes. Yes. so it's, it's, I think it's a beautiful thing to be able to share uh, the different generations. Yeah. And I shared with you all, uh, we, Ezra and I watched Wild and Out with Nick Cannon, which is been canceled that's another story but yeah that's a whole nother episode (laughs) yes but they they kind of do rhyming with kick them out the classroom Mm -hmm. and so after dinner sometimes we rhyme and my mom sometimes she'll be a little slow but she rhymes too and she comes up with better words than we do you know and every now and then she'll say oh kick me out the classroom you know but that's what we do to just keep things fun and light. So yes, and they learn from each other. So she learned the rhyming from him, but then he sees that she can come up with some pretty cool words to go in that rhyme. That's awesome. Yes, and so the blendedness from your family, Beverly, is 
Bill, Bill's son's son is Ezra, who's living with you. Yes. Correct? Yes. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Um, my next question is, what is a family challenge you would never want to face? facing them so <laughs> <laughs> already dealing with it <laughs> a family challenge a family you... challenge that you would never want to face well I'll just throw this out there I never want to face like I said our family changed quickly after we got married but mm-hmm. I never want to face having a mate who didn't want my family mm-hmm. I just yeah. I, I Cause that would be just so hard for me. Yeah. Back in my younger days, when I dated someone, and this person always told me I have to be first. Wow. And so I said, well, every now and then, mm-hmm. I mean, you'll always be first in my heart. But right. if my mother and dad need something, you're not first. Right. Or if your mother, I told this guy, if your mother needs us, then you're not gonna be first. Mm. And that was the thing that, that broke us because he demanded to be first. Wow. But I don't know how to say it, but Yeah. I think and I would um, hate to face that. Right. You know. Right. You don't want my family yeah. member or I don't want your family member, that would be just and terrible. It's to be it's kinda of sad to, to say, but some people really don't get along with their in-laws. And it right. is That's very difficult. That's a challenge. That is such a challenge, mm-hmm. especially when you have children in a relationship and then you don't get along with the, the grandparents of the children. Mm-hmm. Uh, people deal with that on a regular basis. Now, I have been blessed to have I had an awesome mother-in-law and uh, she was like a, another mother to me. Uh, she has since passed on, but it was a blessing that mm-hmm. she would come to my house and love on me like she loved on her own kids. And same way with my mom and with my husband. She loves my husband like he's her child, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, I couldn't imagine bringing up children in an environment where I didn't like their grandparents. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I didn't get along with their grandparents. Mm -hmm. But that's a real thing for Mm -hmm. some people. Mm -hmm. That's true. It is. And on that note, we're going to take a break. And we are back at the island, and um, ladies, let's just keep it going. Hey, I have one for you. Okay. Does everybody have a BFF? I know everybody has it. Mm-hmm. Or at one time had a BFF. Mm-hmm. So how did you meet your BFF? Quick Faye, Faye, you go first. I, I mean, I know Karen. Yeah. Go ahead and tell. Yeah. my I don't have a BFF anymore. Uh, okay, well, yeah. and that's another part of my question. If you're not friends, then tell me why. Go ahead and do your conversation. Because she, my, she passed away. Okay. Um, yeah, um, yeah, she passed away. So we were friends for 19 years. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, she actually watched me raise my kids as a single parent. Um, we met at church. Um, I'm not big on 
Uh, I'm not big on um, getting close to people quick. And she wasn't either. And if you met Karen, you would love her. She was very sweet, very educated, um, loved life, loved people, uh, and she loved me. Um, we had, um, oh God, we we met at church. Um, her, she and her mom was over the kitchen. Um, and I went back there one day after church and I said, do you guys need some help? She said, well, and she was this outspoken person. She said, well, if you want to. And I was like, oh, she got an attitude. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and so I said, okay, I said, I'll help. And so her mom was outspoken too. And she said, I said, well, I can help you guys every Sunday. And they were like, well, if you want to, because I guess they was used to people not helping in the kitchen at church. Mm -hmm. You know, I be bar at church. Mm -hmm. And I said, okay, well, I can make the chili for the, um, every Sunday. And so her mom said, okay, sweet. So being a single parent, not to brag on myself, but I was an awesome single parent. Uh -oh. I were. I, I, I had like three vehicles. I had my own house. I... I did awesome as a single mom raising my children. Wow. I'm not ashamed. I no. I had um I was doing good. I was working two jobs. <laughs> rocking and rolling every day, but I my children didn't go without. And they looked at that and they was like, Wow, what? So Karen vehicle broke on her and I said, Well, you can use one of my vehicles and her mom's like, What? People don't do that. I said, Well, you can use it. And they didn't even, they knew me like probably a month. And it went from there. And I let her use my vehicle. And I said, just keep it. And she said, what? People don't do that. You know, people really don't do that anymore for people. So she kept my vehicle. I told her, just keep it. And so we started out like that. And she said, wow, no one has ever did anything like this for me. And so we started like that. And we just... Became good friends, and we was friends for 19 years wow. until the day she passed. I was asleep, and I, and her sister-in-law called me, and she said, Faye Karen is gone. And you know, when somebody call you and wake you up like that in the middle of the night and tell you somebody's gone, you're like, what are you talking about? First of all, let me get myself together. And I sit up in my bed, and she said, Karen is gone. I mm. said, what? She said, yes. She said, and um." She was sitting on the side of the bed, and she started having chest pains. And her husband told her to, you know, drink some water. She got the water, she drank the water, and she fell over. And mm -hmm. after she fell over, she took her last gasp, and she was gone. Mm -hmm. How old was she, Faye? Karen was mm, 45. Wow. Young. Young, very young. Mm -hmm. But that was, that was. She and I was best friends. And she would tell people, that's my best friend. I never had a best friend. I don't mm. like best friends. I only <laughs> like all the people best friends. But she's my best friend. She was in my wedding. She would come stay with me. I don't care where I was. If Reggie left to go on tour, mm -hmm. she would come. And she would always tell me, I hate Germany. I'm ready for you to come back. I hate Germany. I hate Germany. <laughs> and she said, when you come back and move to Texas, I'm going to come over there and I'm going to enjoy ourselves and we're going to go here. We're going to do this. But God had other plans. So mm -hmm. that's my story. Okay. Karen. Wow. Rest in peace, Karen. Mm -hmm. Yes. 
That's an awesome story. Mm-hmm. You guys have been together that long. Mm-hmm. A beautiful and that was an abrupt death. It wasn't like she had been sick for a while. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I'm pretty sure you have not. You don't have a new BFF. No. Mm-hmm. It takes a while to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it takes a while. It's almost like a separation because, you know, this is like a person that was a part of it mm-hmm. for almost 20 years. Mm-hmm. My counseling had just went on. But anyway, um, I didn't know that about your best friend. Wow, that's something. Well, my BFF and I um, met in college. I, I used to travel just when I was in school, high school, elementary, middle school. I was not in any school longer than two years. College was the first school I was in more than two years mm-hmm. because we moved so often. So I never really had a best friend growing up in elementary and middle school and high school. Some people lived in their house and grew up in their house. I can't tell you how many addresses I've had over the years, uh, and my parents were not military, so that tells you something. Mm-hmm. We would just move a lot. Um, but when I got to Grambling State University, I met this person that was from with two different spectrums. She's straight out of Compton. Oh, wow. <laughs> Literally straight out of Compton. Suburbs of Atlanta, Stone Mountain, Georgia, and you know, we become roommates and we become friends, and we've been friends ever since. It's been over 30 years now. Wow. She still lives in Los Angeles, but in a much better area in Los Angeles. <laughs> <than that. laughs> uh, but I used to visit her during the summers, and I didn't realize I would go to Compton and didn't know any better. Mm-hmm. But we had a great time, it was, and it wasn't as bad as people make it sound. Uh, but you know, go visit her parents, and she would come to summers and visit me in Atlanta. So yeah. she was like my mother's daughter, and I was like her mother's daughter. So uh, we're see. still friends to the day. Today we keep in touch and visit each other. I go stay at her house when I'm in California, and vice versa. When she come to Texas, she's at my house. Mm-hmm. But we met in college as college roommates. Wow. Hope. Yeah, Hope. Mm. And her birthday is August 29th, and mine is August 30th. So we wow. were always... Y'all would start partying on the 29th, yes. and it didn't end yes. until the 31st? Yes. Yes. Exactly. Especially Close at up. Grambling. Yes, <laughs> By the time midnight hit, they were singing happy birthday to me. We started the party on her birthday and ended the party on my birthday. So Wow. Party time. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Well, I guess I'll go... My best friend, I think you all already know, but Glow. Her name is Gloria, but I call it Glow. And we met, so I'm older, so we met back in grade school. We were in like the first or second grade together. Goodness. And wow. then her parents, this is how old it was. We weren't as mobile as you all are now. So when her parents moved out of the neighborhood and she went to another school, guess what we became? Pen pals. We would send each other letters in the mail because people didn't let you get on the bus or travel all over the city. We lived in the same city. But on our first day of high school, and they called the names for each what they call now homeroom or advisory room, and they said her name. And then mine right after, well, we screamed like new freshmen would do in high school. And we were in the same advisory room. We had the same classes all through high school, except she took Spanish and I took Latin. I took a couple of science or math courses that she didn't take. But otherwise, we had all the same courses. 
we we got the same scholarship to the same college. <laughs> wow. Okay, this is how close we became as BFFs. And then when she got married, I was in her wedding. And when I finally got married, <laughs> she was in my wedding. But we have been like ups and downs, you know. So that's about how many years? 60 years? Pretty close, yes. Wow. And wow. her family and her husband's family, most of the people believe I am in the family. <laughs> and our family believes, oh, where's Glow? Well, they think she's really in, in the, the family. family. Wow. Because we've been together so long. So there's not been uh, happiness or sadness that we haven't shared in together. Uh, and overcome. And overcome, yes. Wow. And she is a true BFF, and I'll stop talking in a minute, but she's a true BFF. You know this when they look at you and say, Beach, what about that little tire around your waist? Are you letting yourself go? <laughs> you know, are you letting yourself go? So she's always, she's going to keep it real. Like we say real talk here. Right. Glow keeps it real. She's yeah. going to tell you, but... Uh, she's been the supportive person. I can call her and drop stuff on her and she'll listen and I'll feel better. Uh, we are so close that one time I went to New York and she went to California and we came back home with the same pair of earrings and the same pair of shoes. Only her earrings were gold, were silver and mine were gold. Oh, wow. Two coasts, didn't talk to each other, shopped, came back, look at what I bought. And we had the very same thing. Wow. So that's something I want to add to that. Um, Hope and I, of course, we exchange birthday cards every mm -hmm. year. We sent each other one time the same exact card. <laughs> oh, wow. We've done that too. I was like, oh. She's like, did you? I said, yes. <laughs> wow. That was funny. So we did the same thing. We did the same thing. That's wow. sweet. That's that that is awesome. I mean not and many not I know, not <laughs> many um marriages or people holding a job last that long. Right. I know, right. Sixty plus years. That's wow. that's awesome. That's amazing. Let's yeah. just say that. Yeah. 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 What about you? Yes. Do me? Your best friend. <laughs> you mean Cheryl's best friend? Hey. Cheryl took your best friend. She Cheryl <laughs> took my best friend. Now you don't like She's a thief in the night. <laughs> She actually did it in the day. <laughs> I love Maury. Uh -huh. I bet you do. But anyway, yes, we met. It was more than 30 years ago, almost 30 years ago. Wow. Um, at, uh, in uh, New Jersey at Fort Monmouth at a picnic. Um, we had just gotten there. Well, we hadn't just gotten there. We had been there a little while, but we were at the picnic and she and her husband and daughter had just arrived on the base. And it's a picnic that's held annually for chaplains. Mm. And since both of our husbands are chaplains, they were there and we were there. There was also a, um, another person there that I had known. Oh my gosh, this is crazy. I met Laura in um, junior high. At Fort Knox, Kentucky. Wow. Her husband had become a chaplain. And we had lost touch after we moved away. But we somehow came back together because of the chaplaincy program. Mm -hmm. So I had been talking to Laura. And we had gotten back in touch with each other. And then at this picnic, Laura came up, came up to me. She's like, guess what? There's a new chaplain's wife here and I want you to meet her. 
And I was like, oh, okay. And I really wasn't interested because, so? And so she took me over. She introduced me to Maury. And she's like, this is Maury. Maury, this is Vanita. And I said, oh, nice to meet you. And she said, oh, I think I've already met your husband. And he has invited us over. And I said, oh, really? (laughs) Something like that. And Maury told me later that she thought I was, I won't say a bad word, but she just thought I was mean. Mm-hmm. Um, just the way I, you know, interacted with her. And so after that, um, I was I was actually depressed during that time because my mother had just passed away. Mm-hmm. And I had been, and my best friend before that had just passed away from cancer. Mm. And so I was really depressed and that was one of my first times coming out of the house after six months to that picnic. My mother passed away in October and this picnic was in July. So that's how long. And so I really didn't want to meet anybody. I didn't even want to be there, blah, 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 blah. Um, But I started back going to the gym and I started seeing her there. And I was like, oh, she works out? Oh, okay. And I'd say hi and then keep going. And after about the third time, I was like, I think we have something in common here going to the gym. And I was trying to learn how to play racquetball at the time. And um, I said, hey, you want to learn how to play racquetball too? And she's like, I guess. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> And that's how it started. We started going to the gym. Our daughters are a year apart. Um, they were in Girl Scout troop together. We ended up being the Girl Scout troop leaders. We ended up working at the thrift shop together, volunteering. Although she'll say I didn't work, I was just there socializing. <laughs> um, <laughs> whatever. But that's how it all came about, and so it's been almost thirty years. Wow. And um, I think one of the reasons why it works, and I know you guys, everybody's best friend doesn't live in the same city. No, none of our best friends live right. in San Antonio, but um, it's always been a distance thing. But because we have certain things in common, she's a minister's wife. She's a pastor's wife. Mm-hmm. She's also a minister. Um, we can identify on a lot of levels about a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And so I am able, you talk about dumping something mm-hmm. on somebody. I am able to dump stuff on her mm-hmm. not in a bad way no. and she can identify and she can steer me the right way sometimes I go off on a tangent mm-hmm. and I just want to go berserk on people but she draws me back in and says you know do the right thing this is what you need be like Jesus and treat people the way you want to be treated and sometimes we have to be reminded of that because we get caught up in our emotions mm-hmm. and our anger mm-hmm. and our frustrations and so she's that person for me even from afar, that can pull me back in and keep me straight. Mm-hmm. Yes. So for that, she is my BFF and for a lot of other reasons. Okay. We like a lot of the same things. We meet every year at the Final Four. and Which is going to be in San Antonio. Which is, yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, if they yes, if they have the Final yes. Four. But anyway, so that's my story. Wow. All right. So... We all have our BFFs, and I'm so happy I have mine. And we know that Faye is going to get one if she doesn't already realize we're all her BFFs. <laughs> yes, we are. This island is your BFF. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Give me a car too, Faye. 
You got a car for us. <laughs> you get a car, and you get a car. <laughs> That's the kind of friend up. Faye is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to bring it back. It ain't yours. You got to bring it back. You got to get your own now. You got to get your own, but you can use it. <laughs> you can use it. A healthy relationship will never require you to sacrifice your goals, your dreams, or your dignity. A good relationship is when someone accepts your past, supports your present, and encourages your future. But I want to let you in on a news flash. God must be your most important relationship. God bless. Thank you for tuning in to the Relationships Part 1 episode. Look forward to hanging out with you for Part 2. In the meantime, contact us at kitchenislandtea at gmail.com and let us know how you met your BFF. <laughs>